Welcome listeners to the Hitting Rock Middle podcast. I'm your host, Sally Holder. And today we are going to talk all about time. This has to be the number one topic that I get the most questions about, whether it is in coaching, social media, email, anything. You either don't have enough time, you have too much of it in your board, or you do not own your own time. And no matter what area you are struggling with in your life, everyone could do a better job with time management, me included. So I am going to give you a couple of my top tips to win back your time. These are some strategic tools that I have put in place in my own life to make sure that I have control over my schedule. And it has absolutely created more freedom for me to have the time and space for me to think creatively and to engage in some of the things that I love and some of the things that typically fell on the back burner before I implemented these tools. So I cannot wait to share them with you. I can't wait for you to transform your experience with your time. Let's get started making your business just a little bit better. Okay, listeners, I'm thrilled that we're going to cover the topic of time. I have so many tips to be able to share with you today that I hope are really going to transform your experience with time. Because as I typically say in my speaking engagements or whenever you are a client of mine and you are telling me I just don't have enough time, I always typically respond with the same answer, and that is this. Beyonce and Oprah are given the same 24 hours that we are. Do you think that they have more or less on their plate or more or less to do in their business than you do? And hopefully that makes you laugh a little bit. It is intended to, so that you can see the stark comparison that exists there. Meaning we do all have the same 24 hours. It is the one thing that is absolutely consistent among every single person on the planet. No one gets one extra hour. No one has one less. We all have the equal same amount. So if it's all the same, what is it that ends up separating those who are able to really make success happen and those that can't. Obviously, it's how we choose to use our time. So let's start looking at your time. Where are you spending it each week? Because one of the main tools that I introduce to clients at the very beginning of our relationship is that You have to understand exactly what you are doing with your time. Now, as you can imagine, when I was practicing law at the very beginning of my practice, it was a little overwhelming to have to break my day into six-minute increments because that is the only way that we could bill our clients right? In six-minute increments, I would write down absolutely everything I did all day. But how that has served me in my business as an entrepreneur is that I am always cognizant 
of where my day went. And if I get any kind of feedback from clients, most of the time it is, I don't know what happened to my day. Now, have you ever said that? Does that sound like you? Is that statement somewhat familiar? Because I do hear it constantly. And I want you to be more aware of your time. Because the problem most of the time is that we aren't protecting our time. We let people and devices swipe it right underneath our noses. I like to call these time bandits. And these time bandits are stealing from us. And frankly, we aren't doing anything about it, right? Part of the problem is often that who the time bandits are, because most of the time, the time bandits are the most important people in our lives, right? They're your boss, your colleague, your family, your friends, because they are the ones that want to quickly interrupt you with the statement of, hey, you got a minute? And just like that, you've been robbed, again, (laughs) of something you did not even know you were giving away, of something valuable that you can never, ever retrieve. And that's your time. See, your money is a renewable resource. You can always earn more of it. But time, it's something you aren't going to get back. So got a minute interruptions trail on a lot more than a lost minute in their thieving wake. There's the interruption, right, at the beginning that throws you off whatever task you are diligently working on or very focused in. Then there's the time wasted reassembling your thoughts and resources, which are now just a little bit staler. Plus, There's the loss of momentum or psychological shortcuts that you created to accomplish the task. Then there's also your frustration at having to rebuild your thoughts that are dissipating the energy that your work typically thrives upon. Plus, there's the distress and fatigue of having to make up for time lost Now, if you count all of that up, that is a lot more than one minute. If you're like most people, you actually lose three to five hours every single day to interruptions like these. And worse yet, I mean, most of the time, you don't even realize that the time has been stolen. So frankly, it happens again and again and again. So you're left then wondering vaguely, where in the world does the time go? Well, it goes to interruptions. That's where. So what can you do about it? I like to teach my time bandits. That's what I like to do. I know that you're thinking, how can I possibly do that and switch them from a lifetime of, you know, entertaining their interruptions and start just refusing them without inter- like completely offending these time bandits that exist in my life. Well, there's really only one way 
to teach your time bandits that you are going to act differently from this point forward. You have to explain how your staying on the task benefits them. How it's actually in their best interest if you stay focused and you don't have interruptions. See, most of the time, the time bandits have to not want to interrupt you. You will be obviously very uncomfortable at the beginning, tentative, anxious the first few times. But here's what will ease your way. When your time bandits clearly hear that you have their best interests at heart, they will acquiesce. They will often acquiesce with pleasure. They will agree because everybody likes to hear their needs enunciated. And that's just what you're doing. You're just making sure that you choose your words carefully and practice delivering these words a little bit ahead of time. Right? And you're changing your life when you do this. You are gaining back typically, statistically, three to five hours every single day. So it's worth practicing a couple of words that you can deliver to whoever tends to interrupt you the most throughout your day. Is it the person knocking on your office who is in the cubicle next to you or the office next door? It's worth the practice to gain back that amount of time, isn't it? And all it's going to require is that you have something prepared to be able to explain to them that ultimately you will have more time to spend with them if you have less interruptions throughout the day. You could propose to one of your colleagues who is a consistent time bandit that you would love to be able to go out for dinner or a drink, but you would only be capable of doing that if you had no interruptions throughout the day. That is changing them and allowing them to understand that they will get more of you. It is in their best interest. Now, you can easily do this with kids. If you're still working from home, I can't think of anything better to teach them fundamentally than how not to be a time bandit. To tell them, hey, if I'm capable of working for the next couple of hours uninterrupted and you can do your work or entertain yourself at the conclusion of this time frame, we will be able to do X, Y, or Z. But that is dependent upon and only if you are capable of not interrupting me during this work period. Now, they are going to understand that it is in their best interest if they would like to go to Chuck E. Cheese or go bowling or whatever it may be, that they stay on task, that they stay away from mom and that they do not serve as a time bandit in your day. It is worth it. Have the conversation try. And it may take several times for you to have this conversation in order for it to stick. But fundamentally, it could change the time that you get off of work every single day. So it's worth it. The next is time lock and 
learn to love it. Right Now that you have staved off some of these interruptions, you have to relearn to do what today's kind of, I like to call it like the interruption culture has almost destroyed. And that's deliberately carve out time to work alone, totally focused on a task that will profit from your unswerving attention. And again, alone doesn't have a good reputation in the working world for whatever reason. Like it tends to connote something, you know, like a a loner or that you're like someone that doesn't play well with others. And that is absolutely not the case. To be able to focus and work alone, right, can allow you to have the most productive, most creative time. So if you think about it, you would immediately consider like all of the great work that was accomplished alone, then there is a great argument that a lot of fantastic work is produced alone, right? There's only one painter on the scaffolding of the Sistine Chapel. There's only one guy piloting the spirit of St. Louis, only one speechwriter on the Gettysburg Address, right? So one alone, work, focused, time locked, and loving it can produce amazing results. Factually, you now know that to be true. So allow yourself that gift of being able to do it. You know, I will never forget several months ago, I chose to do this exact um, experiment. I decided to take a weekend away to time lock that weekend, to spend the time alone, not with anyone on my team, and without interruption, out of town, in a hotel, alone. Now, I know some of you have gaping wide mouths at this point, and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I cannot believe she did that. I know. Exactly. I can't believe I did that either. It's the first time I've actually ever made the time to follow through with that level, right, an entire weekend of time locking. Typically, it's simply a couple of hours. I typically actually time lock every Sunday for one hour of focused attention to make sure that I've prepared my calendar for the upcoming week. That's very helpful so that I know what I'm going to be working on. But I did. I chose to spend this time alone and I actually shared it on social media, on my stories. And you wouldn't believe the feedback I got from, you know, wildly critical statements of, you know, how dare you and do you have nothing better to do um, to those that were very supportive and inquisitive on how I made this possible. And so, you know, that event inspired me to sort of share this in this episode that, you know, time locking can be one of the things that can be absolutely transformative for your business. And it was during that weekend that I was able to be completely focused on, right, the creative endeavors I want to experience in my business in 2021. And without that amount of time, right, without the time locked entire weekend, I found 
that I wasn't fully as creative about how I wanted to spend my year because I wasn't capable of following through on the entire task of you know, writing all that I wanted to accomplish in a calendar, quarter by quarter, looking at you know, exactly what I wanted to do, having the experience of, you know, letting go of what I had been working on in the previous week and months, letting go of the stress, right? It takes us a little bit of time to free ourselves. And then it gave me the ability to start to be creative again, which is, you know, a different set of hours and focus. And then, and only then, was I able to take that creative information and put it into my calendar so that it can actually become a reality in 2021. So that it's not just a wish, but it is actually put in the calendar to make it happen. So if you are so bold to value yourself and your business enough to give it a little time locked, time away, I highly, highly recommend it. Because I found, again, it very difficult to completely separate yourself from all of the time bandits and the, you know, interruption culture unless you really separate in in a massive way. Okay, now the next tip beyond time locking and, and addressing your time bandits is that You schedule everything in one spot or in one organizational device. And this may seem like it's taking all the fun out of life, but that's not true. In fact, it makes life more fun because you aren't constantly worrying about how to fit everything in. And it really is crucial to make sure that you record all of your meetings, every appointment, right? Instead of having one for kids and one for, you know, family events and a separate notebook for a uh, work calendar, I, I particularly have found it most effective to have everything scheduled in one spot. Because again, it shows what my entire expectations are throughout the day. And it allows me to see when I will reach a point of overwhelm. If at any point there are too many things packed into a day, both with my personal life and professional life, then I can begin to adjust and eliminate. I can begin to create more time for myself. But you will never see the entire picture of what your day will function like until you put it all into one calendar. Not only does it also allow you to see the entire picture, but obviously it helps you so that you only have one place to check. Only having one place to check your calendar takes less time. And we don't gather our time back in hours. Oh, if I, if I had a penny for every time someone said, I'm going to get to that project when right? When I complete the other projects, just as soon as I can make time for it. I'm like, oh, okay, how do we like make time? Do we, what ingredients are involved? Is it a little flour, a little sugar? You know, no, it's not, right? 
it really that means that they're not placing it as a priority and they will simply get to it when they suddenly find a block of time that exists in their calendar and they can find nothing else to fill it with. So instead, we have to actually be extraordinarily intentional and we have to put all of the things that we want to accomplish in that day in one location. So dropping the kids at school, picking them up, for afternoon practice and the 30 minutes that takes. And the other thing is I'm really realistic. I try to be rather realistic about how long each experience will take so that I am not frantically running from one thing to an X, but allowing myself right, the appropriate amount of time to get from one place to the next. So, I mean... Was I always that way? Absolutely not, right? When I first began in my law practice, and even when I first started as an entrepreneur, I canceled plans, right, with friends, with, you know, other people all the time. Because, you know, projects and things that I was working on would take longer than I expected. And I didn't feel like I was getting anything done. But then... When I started this practice of putting both professional and personal commitments in one place and assigning the equal importance to them, I could see how much time I have for each of them. I could see the importance of putting time into the personal relationships. Otherwise, they wouldn't exist. Okay, listeners, have you heard the news? Email marketing is here to stay. In fact, email marketing converts far better with your customers than social media ever does. So are you sending regular, consistent communications to your customers? If you're not, I have the perfect tool for you. It's called Flowdesk, F-L-O-D-E-S-K. It is an email marketing service provider that's built for creators by creators. You can use it to design and send on-brand marketing emails, create opt-in forms to grow your list, and build powerful email automations. And the best part? Well, it's built by a woman for women. It has stunning landing pages, templates, and forms for you to be able to use that I promise even the beginner to email marketing can make Flowdesk their best friend. And in the end, you're gonna grow your email list and stay on brand using Flowdesk with these fully responsive forms. You're gonna be able to create freely without limiting your growth and connect with as many subscribers as you like. And the best part is, I've got a promo code to be able to give you to save 50% on your first month with Flowdesk. All you have to do is go to the show notes in this episode and use my promo code to get 50% off your first month of Flowdesk. Enjoy. Okay, listeners, get excited. You're about to watch your business go from the struggle bus to success. How? The Red Roadmap. 
It's my signature 90-day coaching program that will give you all of the tools you need to make your road to success a reality. And this isn't just an empty promise. At the end of the 90 days, you will feel focused, energized, and confident about the direction of your business and its future. In fact, how does this sound? Earning more in a month than you ever have before. Working with your dream clients that make your heart happy. Creating a tribe of loyal followers who engage with your content regularly. Kicking that imposter syndrome and self-doubt out of the picture. And even getting to enjoy free time because you've become a time management maven in the process. Yes, those are all just a few of the results that you will get inside this 90-day coaching program, The Revenue Roadmap. I promise it is the best tool out there on the market to give you and your business the road to the revenue growth that you're looking for. So get on the website, growwiththebrim.com. That's growwiththebrim, B-R-I-M-M.com and apply today. Now there's not a one size fits all method for scheduling right? I'm not ever going to impose mine upon you. You have to find the one that works for you. But try a few different things. See what works. If your calendar or to-do list isn't easy to use, you are never going to keep your schedule organized. That I know for, for sure. So again, I schedule everything on my calendar. Every little thing I need to do either goes in my calendar as an appointment and those that I would like to do that do not yet have an appointment go in a tool that's called Asana. A-S-A-N-A. I'll put the link to this in the show notes. It has been the key organizational tool that honestly has changed my approach to business. And I love it because I can create a to-do list each week and I can access it from my phone or computer. I can also use it to assign my team tasks as well. I can create lists for them in this particular tool. I can check in to see what they have on their schedule and their plates for the week and stay organized and you know, I love the fact that, you know, the Asana is the way that I have chosen to organize things. So people always ask me, well, what if that's not the tool that, you know, the person you're working with uses? You know, I typically say that when you are hiring someone to do business with you, they need to integrate into your systems, and your processes. So if you are scheduling your entire calendar based on what is on your to-do list and your team's to-do list in Asana, then that's the way that that independent contractor, that third party needs to operate in order to do business with you. And that's okay, right? That's okay to ask someone else to do that. I am officially giving you the permission slip to make it simpler for yourself 
and ask them to participate in your processes so that you save time. Okay. Now, I usually create a long to-do list, right, that contains everything on the planet that I can think of that needs to be completed. As I said a moment ago, I usually brain dump that entire list with an hour that's time blocked on Sunday. And then I will go through and mark the most urgent tasks from that list and the things that I'm able to get done, say, later in the week and the things that need to be done, you know, during business hours and the things that need to get done, you know, potentially after business hours. And so how I typically get everything in my calendar is I'm looking at that list that I've created on Sunday and I am always thinking about the most urgent tasks and the things that move the needle on my business the most, meaning what are the profit and revenue generating activities and how can I put those in my calendar first? Because what I typically find is that the entrepreneur says, I was trying to get X, Y, or Z done and then get to the revenue generating activity. I was trying to get all of these things done and I ran out of time in order to get to the revenue generating activity. Here's the thing, guys. If we don't do the revenue generating activity first and we put it off until some later date, we have no more business. We no longer have a business. We have no business to run anymore. And so instead, I mark those revenue generating activities as urgent and I make sure that they lead my calendar and my time every single week, week in, week out. I like to do them in the morning. Why? Because that is my most productive time, right, as a human being. I know that I am far more productive in the morning. Therefore, that is when I put these revenue generating activities I do not leave them until the end of the day so that when I know and anticipate that I am typically tired, you know, I've experienced some setbacks and some time constraints that inevitably pop up, that those are the things that get booted off of my calendar and off of the list, right? The things that you leave until the end of the day typically are the things that do not have the greatest priority. Don't let your revenue be one of them. We have to lead with it. So then I'm taking, right, the rest of the tasks that I can get done later during business hours and the tasks that I can get done later in the week and really are a nice to do but not a need to do and I will put those in my calendar as well at the conclusion of the day or later in the afternoon when it doesn't require my most creative mindset when it doesn't require me to be you know on as much as possible and that is also the stuff that 
should anything during the remainder of the day, right, the rest of the morning go terribly wrong, what is going to get cut is something that I have already determined is somewhat less important than the things that led my day. That is how we continue to make sure that our time is spent on the things that are going to keep us not only in business, but in growing our business. So your homework at the end of this podcast, I'm going to officially give you homework today. And that is to schedule out the rest of your week. Brain dump everything that you have rattling around in your brain and write it all down. Another reason why you want to do that, whether you realize it or not, having to remember those things that you do not want to forget, rather than simply writing them down in one specific place that you can rely on and know the napkin in your car is not that thing, right? It is the organizational tool, right? We've had advancements in technology. Let's use them. So we want to get that out of our head and create space. And when you do that, you are not using up energy within your brain that could be used to, right, the creative production of your product or service, right? Remembering to do X, Y, or Z to make cupcakes for the bake sale, which I don't even know if people have that anymore, right? Especially with COVID. is going to go on the to-do list separate and is going to get an assigned time of when you're actually going to perform that task. So you no longer have to think about it and consistently say, oh, I can't forget that. Oh, I can't forget that. Oh, I can't forget that. That is what sucks up energy and also could be probably classified as a time bandit. So, Again, your homework is to brain dump everything that you have going on. Write that schedule out for the rest of your week. Put everything in your calendar. Pick an organizational tool to use. Now, Asana is not the only one, right? There are many others on the market. I love Asana because it's free. There's also ClickUp. There's uh, Trello, there are, there's Evernote, many other tools that you can use. But I want you to pick one. And I want you to also pick that place where you are going to keep your entire calendar. And then I want you to be committed. Committed to putting anything else that comes up throughout the week into your calendar. And be committed to drawing the line anytime a time bandit tries to steal time from you. Because it is going to be easier to capture back moments. And suddenly you will have gathered together hours throughout your week that is going to make you so excited. Because capturing back those hours is going to feel like freedom. 
You know, at this point, I always get some pushback and someone says, but I don't like to be overscheduled. And I say, does it make you feel better to pretend like these things don't exist? Because that's essentially what you're talking about, right? They still exist if you write them on your calendar or don't, right? So acknowledge them. Put them on your calendar so that you have that realistic view. And then, you know, stay committed to this schedule. I promise you it will create more freedom for you than anything else you have done. It is going to feel amazing. The last thing I really want to talk about with time is the fact that, you know, time plays a huge role in not only in how you feel, because we discussed, you know, your ability to feel better and the freedom, right, and the lack of constant choice that you're having to make day in, day out. Of, of what to do and when to do it and when you're going to accomplish it. You've gained all of that time back. But it also absolutely impacts your earnings, not only because you are more creative, but it also allows you, right, to be able to earn more month in and month out. See, what are you earning in an average month? I want you to think through that. Think about how much time you're working in an average work week. Do you ever look at that? I mean, how many hours a day do you work? Right? Maybe it's an average of six hours a day. Now multiply by five, right? An average of about 30 hours a week. And then multiply by four, right, four weeks in a month, that would be 120 hours in a month. And then finally, take your total hours you spend in the month, right, in our example, 120, and divide your total amount that you earn each, right, the total overall gross amount that you have earned, and divide it by the number of hours you're currently working. If you really want to scare yourself a time, do this exercise. You will come up with a figure of what you are actually earning as an entrepreneur per hour. Now, I think that this is so critical because too often the reason why entrepreneurs are not making these changes to schedule everything as they would in the world, why they're willing to adhere to a flimsy, floppy schedule. They're willing, you know, to um, deal with time bandits. Oftentimes, it's the perception that that is just what comes along with entrepreneurship or that time doesn't matter now because you are an entrepreneur couldn't be further from the truth, right? Couldn't be further from the truth. The truth is because of those time bandits, because of your, you know, unwillingness to schedule things out, you are spending far more hours at work day in, day out 
because you aren't time locking and spending time alone focused on the work that you need to accomplish, right? You are spending more hours in the day there than you need to. And when you do the math, you realize you are being paid far less than you are worth. Far less. Or you realize, wow, for the amount of time that I am putting in to each process or each service or each product that I am providing to my clients, I realize what I am in fact earning is well below the value that I bring to them. And so I want you to begin to shift your perspective on time. Time is money. And this exercise is intended to show you just how valuable your hour is. So each time someone comes into your office and says, I only need a few minutes and it results in an hour, you now know you just gave up potentially in our exercise if you generated $5,000 in the month and you worked approximately 120 hours, meaning you were present at work all of those hours you just gave up $41.66 to deal with someone else's issue, someone else's fire, right? And then what this allows you to begin to do is more consciously value your own time. Because if you don't value it, no one else will. If you do not treat it like it is the precious commodity that you will never get back, no one else will. So know what your time is worth. Increase the value that you are earning from your time by implementing some of these tools. Do both of these bits of homework and I cannot wait to hear from you because I would love nothing more to hear from you just how you plan to shift your day so that you are earning more and you are making your business easier. That is my fundamental goal for you because you can have both. You can have an easier business that earns you more per hour in less time if you choose. So I hope you'll make that choice moving forward. I hope that you will listen to some of these and utilize some of these tools. And gosh, I could go on and on and on about all of these. So we might have to come back and do another episode eventually on time. But I think these will get you focused enough to value your time in your day, to create a bit of a shift in your perspective and your approach to your day to make you earn more in less time. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode and how to win back your time. Like I said, message me. I want to hear your feedback. Always tag me on social media at Sally Holder. 
That's at S-A-L-L-I-E-H-O-L-D-E-R on Instagram. And I want to hear your thoughts and your feedback. If you learned something new from this episode, share it with me. Share it with other people so that they can too make these shifts to be able to earn their worth and gain back their time. I can't wait to see you in our next episode of the Hitting Rock Middle podcast. Thank you again for joining me and I hope this made your business just a little bit better.